thank you for joining us on The Skeptic Psychic, where we delve into ancient societies, the ghosts, the paranormal, UFOs, all looking at it from the perspective of the true believer and from the skeptic perspective. Joining me, my partner, my co-host, my sibling, Kimber Rodriguez. Myself, I am Richard Gregg. And again, let's look into being the skeptic psychic. Hello, good evening. How you doing? What you been up to? What you learned? Everything new? I hope everything's working all right for you. This is, of course, me, the skeptic psychic, Richard Gregg. And just really, really want to talk really fast because I really don't thank you for everything. Because I'm seeing I'm trying to show the voice is really working very, very good. Yeah, uh, people are going to think there's something wrong with the feed. Okay. I would like. Okay, okay, okay. Let's speed it up now. Okay. You, do sound, you do sound much better, though. Thank you. So. Yes. So, how are you tonight? I am doing much, much better. As I uh, lost my voice, uh, I could not even talk for about a week. I was that was really sad because that was a Christmas week. Christmas was not a as joyous as happy as everything. And then New Year's, on the other hand, was kind of like okay, and more than likely, it's the fact of uh, it's seems like my sister has gotten frozen if she can actually say anything well there she is hello my wonderful sister and she's also gone mute and frozen again so let me tell you more about my uh what's going on in my life let's see last night i had a dream i was uh basically uh spending some quality time with my uh step aunt she knows who she is, and she's kind of, uh, I would say, known in the punk rock circuit in San Francisco. I'm just going to leave it at that. Anyway, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm here talking about all these wonderful things about my, you know, uh, uh, a dream I just had last night about uh, my aunt, which uh Again, she's uh, step out, I should say. She's uh, part of the uh, punk rock scene there in San Francisco. And uh, I had a dream last night where we're kind of uh, sitting in the club and uh, it just got knocked off, <coughs> off of the stage from her little 15 minute, you know, a little, a little concert. You know, they took taking a break in between and. Uh, She's like, you know, I've never heard you sing. I'm like, well, you know, uh, not much for singing. My brother, on the other hand, talented musician, can sing, can play the guitar. She says, well, I've heard him, but I've never heard you. So I went, uh, I got up on stage and did a uh, very soulful rendition of I'm a Believer uh, by, by uh, Neil Diamond. Not the monkeys or the, uh, I mean. Neil Diamond did a, uh, a slow version of it uh, a few years ago, and uh, uh, so I hear uh, this voice uh, saying, what the F was that? No, what the F, it was the actual word, but, you know, so I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I recognize the voice, so I'm like, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Dollars, but prefer something like this, and I did an acapella version of Sweet Young Thing by the Monkey. So that's basically what the most exciting thing about the dream was. I had the whole crowd going nuts over it. So other than that, uh, I'm gonna, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about one of, the, uh, one of my favorite, uh, I would say, I'd say character mythos and just bone very bone of the personification of what everything everything in life goes through 
mainly, I think it, it'd be a pretty good idea to. Oh, I'm sorry, Amber, you're back. I can hear you now. You so, can hear me now. Yes. Thank you. I, <laughs> sorry, my uh, my sound system decided to go out on me. So. So, like yeah. I said, I was just. <clears throat> Uh, covered for us, and I don't think anybody else is here. So, hopefully, yeah. uh, when they catch us on recap, they get this really great story about my uh, uh, dream of uh, performing uh, in front of a live audience. Yes, who was the female that you were performing with? I didn't hear that. I was performing with our uh, step aunt who lives in San Francisco, and she's part oh. of the uh, punk rock scene there. Oh, Aunt Linda, yes. Yes. But Interesting. I would definitely send her that. I think she'd get a kick out of that dream that you had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I, said, I, I turned around, uh, like I said, did a very soulful rendition of uh, I'm a Believer by Neil Diamond. Then, like I said, re reiterating, I heard, uh, you know, what the F was that? It sounded like Mickey Dolan's. And so I immediately, like, well, would you prefer this, Mr. Dolan's? And I did a acapella version of Sweet Young Thing by the Monkees. Ah. So um, my Christmas was actually really nice. You know, I had a good time with family. Um, but I was given the gift of the flu. So as our brother said. I was said, nowhere around her. <laughs> no, as, my, as our other brother said, I think it was a white elephant gift that I couldn't return. I guess so. So I'm just barely getting over that myself. And starting to feel a little more like myself. Right. Um, I haven't felt and, like myself in two weeks. Uh, so you were saying about the uh, topic for tonight. Yes. One of my favorite topics of all time, uh, my, the characterization. Uh, uh, one of the things that I'm actually, you know, including in uh, my own uh, fictional work, uh, one of my favorite character mythos personifications, uh, which everyone must meet uh, one of these days, and, and of course that is the uh, the Grim Reaper. Yes, um, the Grim Reaper is he a harbinger of death? Is he a guide into the afterlife? Do we fear him? in error as he's just there to help the transition be a little easier. What are your thoughts on the Grim Reaper and why we fear him so much? Is it the idea of death? Is it, you know, we don't know what is out there. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm more or less on a, uh, on a blue oyster cult uh, feeling about it. Yes. I don't fear the Reaper. And I want more cowbells. <laughs> yes, we need more cowbells. Yes. I got a fever for a flavor of more cowbells. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Um, definitely my favorite. Well, I have two favorites. Uh, we do have a, a viewer tonight, too. Hello. Uh, let us know who you are. As Facebook is mean and just says you're a user. We like to know who's who's joining us. Um, but my two favorite death personifications, I guess you could say, is one. Well, actually, I guess I, you could say I have three. Shelly! Hello! Happy holidays, Shelly. Um, the first, of course, would be on a pale horse, Pierce Anthony. And we'll go into that a little later. Um, also, I really enjoy death in the Discworld Terry Pratchett universe. So I'm sure we'll discuss that as well. And also, if you've ever seen my favorite witchly show, Charmed, the original, they had a great angel of death on there as well. I kind of, I kind of preferred the uh, Touched by an Angel, Angel of Death. I don't know if I ever. Oh, okay. Wasn't he the that one guy? The blonde guy, wasn't he the angel of death? Yes. Okay. And then, of course, there's my my uh, favorite angel of death. Which one? Mine. 
Oh, from your books that you're writing. Yes. Yes. We've all, I've been waiting 20, 30 years to find out more about him. Yes. He's an interesting character. Yes. Well, as we kick off the episode, I do wanted to give a shout out. We do have a new research assistant to help us out. Um, so I want to give a, a shout out to Autumn and thank you for all the work that she put into with helping us to make this episode um, and really look forward to having her on the team. And so, yeah, shall we kick it off? All right. We'll kick it off with one of my favorite uh, off, uh, poets. I started off by saying, there is a reaper whose name is death. And with a sickle keen, he reaps the bearded grain at the breath. And the flowers that grow between. And that is by Henry Botchwood Longfellow. He was a poet, but he knows he... it because he's <laughs> such a large fellow. I was going to say, was he tall? Yes, he was a very long fellow. Death <laughs> is a topic that's been pondered and discussed since humankind has came to existence. How do we die? When do we die? Why? When do we go after this? Is it peaceful? Is it chaotic? We do still do not know. But one of the constant symbols and the historical answers is someone to deliver them to the afterlife. Tonight, we are going to discuss the Grim Reaper, the many forms he takes, and the history behind his skeletal appearance and the form of a cloak and a sickle or a sky. Scythe. Scythe. Yes. Um, little interesting story. Our, you know how our mother can see things that are beyond our normal realm of existence? Mm -hmm. um, I remember her telling me a story one day about the, um, the neighbor's daughter was sitting outside. And she said that she was sitting on the curb and, you know, her head was down. And so mom was tempted to go and, and check on her. She just got this pulling, you know, to check on her. But then something told her to stop. And she said that she was enveloped by what she could only describe as, you know, this dark figure. But it, it didn't seem like an evil figure. Um, and it ended up. The, the poor little girl ended up passing away that night. And so my mom believes that she actually saw the Grim Reaper or the Angel of Death coming, you know, to collect this little girl. And, and it's just a, a very sad story, but kind of interesting as well that she was able to, to witness that. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, also uh, kind of a, uh, along the lines, dark but at the same time hilarious is our uh when i was growing up we had a uh, next door neighbor that was a butcher and he had just come home late from uh his uh uh i guess butcher store or something like that and he's so tired he passed out on uh on his uh uh, evening chair uh, on this little uh, lazy boy and uh, this guy broke in in the middle of the night you know just uh, to rob the house and he looks over and he sees this gentleman covered in blood <laughs> and he's like you know freaking out a little bit and then all of a sudden the neighbor just lets out this extreme snore <laughs> the, guy, the thief screams at the top of his lungs, waking up everybody in the house and running out the door just as, you know just as the uh cops are uh driving by on a routine you know oh so. my goodness oh uh well shelly says she's not sure if raymond will be joining us tonight Okay. He's a huge Buffalo Bills fan and is really upset about the game last night. Um, yes, I don't know if you heard, uh, just a little bit off topic. Uh, one of the Buffalo Bills, he collapsed right Had after. A heart attack. A, was it a heart attack? Yes. 
He's oh my actually, goodness. He oh. actually had a heart attack on the field and uh basically they had to revive him. Oh my goodness. I didn't I didn't know exactly what happened. I just read because I started seeing in my feed all these people, you know, that were saying sending out prayers for him and his family. And I'm like, you know, what's going on? And so I looked it up and I read that he had collapsed on the field, but at that time they didn't know what had happened. So um our thoughts and and you know definitely go out to him and his family and we pray that he has a quick recovery. Uh, sorry to get also, off the topic. Uh, oh, I also want to, a uh, little off topic as well, but still uh, our hearts and prayers go out to is the actor who played Hawkeye. Oh my goodness. Oh goodness. Um, are we talking Alan Alda? No. From the movie or? From the, uh, we're talking about the uh, Avengers movie. Oh, yes. Jeremy Renner. Thank you. Jeremy I was thinking, Renner. my mind, you say Hawkeye, it goes to MASH. I'm sorry. But yes, poor Jeremy Renner also. He was in a snowmobile, a snowmobile, no, snow plow accident on New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. um, so our thoughts and prayers go out to him. May he have a quick recovery as well. Um okay. Sorry. I haven't gone in too much of it, uh, uh, what his uh, injuries were, but at the same time, that's yeah. just tragic to have uh, you uh, stop to uh, uh, fix something on your snow your snowplow and you get accidentally run over by it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. But he, hopefully he'll pull through. He is supposed to be in critical but stable condition. So mm -hmm. thoughts and prayers there. Um, but let's go ahead and get back on topic. I apologize for that oh. little rant. No problem. That is kind of the topic with uh, with our wonderful uh, smiley friend. Yes, um, it does seem that the Grim Reaper that we recognize started to appear during the 14th century. And this was during Europe's darkest time. Um, a plague that had struck caused one third of their population to perish. Um, now, you know, this is the biggest plague known to this day. And we know it now as the Black Plague. Um, it was the strongest from 1347 to 1351. And believe it or not, it does still continue to affect people to this day. Thankfully, now we do have ways to treat it so that it's the death rate is not as, as high. Right. Um, and interesting enough, we did have a Black Plague here in the U.S. in california which i'd love Africa to discuss yes i'd love to discuss that on another podcast because that's a very interesting tidbit that a lot of people right. are unaware of if you ever get a chance to there is a uh, a wonderful uh lady mortician on youtube uh that actually discusses uh weird deaths and interesting uh stories uh dealing with death uh not only uh De uh, death per uh, preparations. Uh, she's done a, a topic on, you know, uh, different types of uh, murders, mysteries, uh, mm -hmm. unexplained deaths, that sort of thing. Yes. She did a really good, uh, good, uh, good, uh, good, yeah, 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 yeah. good episode on the, uh, the, uh, the Black, Black Death Plague. Yeah, she is as, um, as, well as uh, well as the one in San Francisco. Yes, her name is uh, Ask the Mortician, um, mm -hmm. and another good one to check out where they also talk about it is um, Bailey Sarian. Um, she's mostly known for her murder mystery, but she does have a dark history podcast that she does. That's very excellent. It talks about a lot of things in our history that a lot of people are unaware of. Um, mm -hmm. So I highly recommend them too. Um, but going back, the Grim, let's go ahead and break down the words of Grim and Reaper. Um, as Grim was first used in the late 10th century, and it meant fierce, cruel, or savage, or it could even be harsh. Um, like when they said it was a Grim winter or a Grim famine, um, so on and so forth. Now, so what you're saying is that there uh, has nothing to do with a Harry Potter uh, uh, black dog. Oh, it's the Grim. Oh, I was me, Harry. You have the Grim in your teapot. No. 
But if you think about it, the Grimm was supposed to be very savage and harsh and cruel. So it kind of fits around the same, you know. But anyway, um, then we have the Reaper, which is to gather a harvest or a crop. Um, and many deaths back in the day were not pretty as there was disease and war and famine and punishments. And they were awful painful and not quick. Hello, uh, Shaylee. Glad you could join us. We are doing great. Hope you enjoy the topic tonight. Um, because death was so That's rampant. Chelsea, it looks like. Is that Shelly? Shaylee. Shaylee? Yes. Hello. <laughs> yes. Um, because death was so, so graphic and so brutal and so... You know, it happened so often back in the day that it became to be very feared and not understood. Um, and I think this is where the basic understanding came in to people fearing that death and fearing that reaper that was coming. Um, but let's go ahead and continue more into that. What contributed to what we know as the reaper today? Well, also, we uh, when it became to... Uh the Black Plague, they actually did have people out there screaming, bring out your dead, bring out your dead, which they would take to and set fire to them out on the outskirts of town. So now, during that uh, Renaissance era, paintings were formed to help humanize death to get a better concept. It's easy what to fear, what you cannot see or understand, the unknown. The term Grim Reaper was first written in 1847 in a book called the Circle of Human Life, by the Reverend August Thruck, and is a fairly modern term for death. The Reverend Thurlock mentioned him in the first passage. There are many who suppose that a clear and certain knowledge of their day, of their death, would exert a very powerful influence upon their mind. And that opinion, however, there must be some deception. All know full well that life cannot last above 70 or most 80 years. If we reach that term without meeting the Grim Reaper with this guy, there or thereabout, meet him, we surely shall. Death being thus the most certain of all events. Why not begin at once with the work of preparation for it? You are frozen. I am frozen. You are frozen. I am not frozen. Oh, you are frozen on my end. I apologize. My um, connection's acting up again this week for some real reason. Uh, raise of hands if, if you would like for me to repeat uh, what I just said. He is okay here. Oh. So let me also go ahead and explain the fact that uh, one, also one of the most uh, favorite sketches of mine is uh, dealing with uh, Monty Python going, Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Here you go. Wait a minute. Yes. He's not dead. Uh, he will be. I will not. <laughs> Look, I'll give you five quid if you take a nail. But he's not dead. Ten quid. Right. Bunk. Bring out yes. your dead. <laughs> yes. I always, whenever I hear bring out your dead, I think of that. I did not realize it was an actual thing. I thought that was something they made up, to be honest. Yeah. Shows you how smart I am. Right. Yes. So how did the Black Plague shape who we see as the Grim Reaper? Well, let's just go ahead and start with the basics. We have the skeletal figure. This is a hooded shroud to cover his apparition. And we have the, the scythe that he uses to harvest his souls now back in the day when the plague was happening and other things medical science definitely was not as advanced as it is today 
And, you know, it was pretty obvious what happened when someone died. You know, they would decompose and leave the, their remains for the rest of eternity. Now we have the cloak or the robe that shrouds this figure. And it's thought that this robe is, a, is symbolic of the religious practices of the 15th century. As these robes were worn by monks or priests, that officiated at the deathbed, giving, I guess, their final rites. Mm -hmm. um, also, it's thought that perhaps he's wearing these robes because of the doctors for the plague or the volunteers that helped out as well. And these doctors were hired by the cities to treat the people affected by the Black Plague so that the poor could get care as well. They wore dark robes and a mask that was reminiscent to a crow. They used herbs in the beak to help protect them from the plague and to help mask the smell of death that blanketed the cities at the time. Oftentimes, these were not real doctors. They were volunteers and were hired to keep a census of the death rates and what symptoms were common. There's a record of a gentleman who sold fruit, who posed as a doctor to get the job. He later became a real doctor because of his experience during the plague. The plague doctors were also known to tell families and that to get the best medicine available. But they would have to pay extra, so they made money on the side for providing fake cures. It was rumored that drinking bacon grease would keep a person from getting the plague. Bacon grease. I know a lot of people these days would really would like that little a uh, little just side of bacon grease uh, with the uh, nice little mixture to uh, to cook up their uh, cook up dinner the next day. Now, also, the fr first artwork of the Grim Reaper, or simply death, was a skeleton that was floating or had wings, and would have a farm tool in hand. The sickle, sky, or scythe, scythe <laughs> was the most common as it was used during the harvest season. Death used to harvest the souls. Some paintings would show him in the crowd swimming uh, the scythe to, uh, to harvest hundreds of souls at the same time as a plague head. Later on, it showed him hovering in the shadows, shrouded by his cloak. cloak. Yes. Um, so going back to the baking grease, does that where the uh, the greasy snake? Uh, what do they call them? Those people who sold the snake oil salesman? Yes, the greasy snake oil salesman is that? I it guess where that be, curse yeah. came from. <laughs> yes, and the Green Grim Reaper has had many other names and faces in other cultures. In Viking territory and Nord beliefs, Odin was the god of war and of the dead. When warriors died, Odin welcomed them to Valhalla, where the slain would gather feast and party. He was seen sitting on his throne wearing a robe, a brimmed hat, and a holding a spear. He had two ravens that scoured the earth to search for information, one being Hugin and the other Munin. Now, why did he use ravens? When a body was decomposing, ravens always showed up to pick the carcasses and would circle above. Wherever ravens grouped, there was death that drew them together. Nevermore. Hell That's is right. the other god. <laughs> Hell is the other goddess of death in Norse belief, and not much is known about her, other than she was a deity of tombs where the bodies were kept. She was known to be cruel, which is why hell was later turned into H-E-double-L. Yes, in which the Christians were believed to be a cruel place for the bad to go. Now, here we, we did talk about Odin and and um, hell, but what about the Vi Valkyries? To me, those would be more like the angels of death, because aren't those the ones that come and collect the souls to take to Valhalla? Interesting note. I just watched a uh, 
documentary the other day on Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. The Valkyries uh, were more or less the, uh, again, the Grim Reapers. Uh, they were the ones that uh, brought uh, the uh, the heroes to their to Valhalla, while it took the others uh, to hell. And basically, uh, in hell's domain, it was just nothing. You weren't drinking, you weren't partying, you just there. Okay, uh, so. Sounds like it, a boring existence. <laughs> that's exactly, you know, it was a boring, mundane existence. You did, nothing special is happening to you. You're just kind of walking around being uh, dead. <laughs> While Valhalla, on the other hand, you've got party galore, fighting in the morning and dinner at night. Wow. That's, that's interesting. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. And so now we go to the Greek mythology where Thanatos was their version of death, not to be confused with Thanos, the uh, uh, finger-clipping uh, master of uh, destroying half the population of the universe. Now, he was the, uh, he was the son of Nyx, who was the goddess of night. And uh, his brother was Hypnos, which, who, surprisingly, Hate to break this to you, he was the god of sleep. So which really? is why your hypnos ties putting someone to sleep. And he hypnos hypnotherapy. hypnotherapy. Sleeping while you're being uh while you're being yeah, while uh being cured while being asleep, you know. Yes. Therapeutic for sleep, everybody. Thank hypnos. He would appear and carry them to the underworld where the fates had decodes their time on Earth had expired. He was often portrayed with a large black raven wing. Interesting to know. And so did Odin have a black raven. And he carried a sword. Hades was the god of the under, underworld. He, he sits upon his ebony throne and keeps the dead there. It was said to be unforgiving, worn a black rose, and used to um, carry, remove the dead. Now, Kronos... Is the closest resemblance to the Grim Reaper. He was Father Time, and he was the Harvest God, for he carried a sickle with him and wore a robe. He was most well known for devouring his children in fear that he would be overthrown. The myth of him eating his children was poetic to the sense for time devouring everything. It started the phase for nothing lasts forever. Now going back to the uh, uh, Thanatos. In Greek mythology, in Roman mythology, he was called Chiron, who also, you know, would take the uh, the souls uh, to the underworld. So, again, going back into the Greek mythology, and then you've got the um, the river Styx. Wouldn't mm -hmm. the boatman also be considered? kind of tied in with the Grim Reaper because the boatman was the one who carried him. That was, that was, uh, that was uh, actually uh, what uh, Thanatos and Chiron, that was, that, they were the boatmen. Okay, I gotcha. Um, so going back to On a Pale Horse, which is my ultimate favorite Pierce Anthony book. Um, in a way, I guess his death is very similar to the Thanatos. In fact, I think that's what he went by in in the book. And then we did have Cronus as well in the Mother Incantation. Um, but I, what I really liked about going on to that one is the fact that he would weigh the souls to see where they would go in their afterlife. And Bit of trivia, uh, uh, Ashley, uh, our, our wonderful group. How much was it to, uh, in Greek mythology to cross over the uh, the River Styx? I want to say it was they would because I know they would put a coin on each eye mm -hmm. to pay the River Styx, but I don't know right. how much each coin was worth. Two drachmas. Okay. 
which was basically enough money to get you across. Uh, now, only two people in Greek, uh, Greek Roman mythology did not pay. Orpheus, who uh, was the one who went to go uh, rescue his, his uh, betrothed, uh, gave, uh, gave, yes, gave, Shall uh, we? the, uh, gave, uh, Chiron, uh, a song in exchange for passage and Hercules in order to go talk to, uh, uh, to the God, the God of the underworld, Hades actually threatened the life of Kronos. I mean, not Kronos of Chiron. Just to yes. get it across. Yes, yeah, Shelley pointed out that Chiron was the uh, the ferryman across mm -hmm. the river Styx. Yeah, Chiron as well as uh, uh, Theranos was also. I think that Thanatos was actually the Roman name of it. So. No, Thanatos was Greek, but I think what um, Thanatos collected the souls and then took them to Chiron, and then Chiron. Teleported him across, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Now, moving on to the hot desert world of Egypt. Um, the Egyptians believed in Anubis as their god of death. Now, unlike what we are used to seeing with the Grim Reaper being the cloak and the skeletal, um, Anubis actually wore the mask of a jackal and why would he choose a jackal for his death visage um the reason is that jackals were notorious for digging up graves of the of the deceased people and eating their flesh um so it was thought that anubis protected the dead and ensured they had a proper burial and helps guide them into the afterlife. Um, if you've ever seen back in the early 90s or late 90s, actually, there was a show called Kingdom Hospital written by um, Stephen King. Excellent show. I was so disappointed they canceled it. It was so good. But they actually did have Anubis come to guide the afterlife in that show. It was very, very, very well done, I think. Um, but he would ensure that they would get a fair trial of their judgment in the afterlife and help them with their resurrection into a new life that was gifted to them. So all in all, the Grim Reaper appears in many forms, but has many of the same attributes and the same job. Um, they sever the string of life and guide you to the great beyond. This is with protection and confinement darkness and judgments and they give you a safe pass to the end and you can be a king or a street sweeper but everyone dances with the grim reaper robert alton harris so what are your thoughts what are your opinions mm, my thoughts opinions uh dreams uh again uh I really seriously believe that in order for uh, people to understand a lot more about Twilight, one of the first episodes of the Twilight Zones I ever saw, it was the first appearance of Robert Redford in anything. And it was called When a Stranger Calls. It was about a little old lady who spent her whole life being cooped up in the house, letting nobody in, letting nobody out. One New Year's, she hears a voice uh, saying, you know, uh, let me in, please. I need help. And so she lets in what she believes is to be an old, I mean, a, a young policeman. You know, she pulls him in and dresses his wounds and takes care of him. And so finally, you know, uh, as throughout the episode, uh, uh, you know, they, they kind of spent some time together and 
she does finally uh, flag down a, a policeman saying, you know, there's one of uh, one of uh, you, uh, your guys out in here. And he walks in and the bed's empty. She stunts and turns around and as the cop leaves, there's uh, Robert Redford again. He's fully healed and he says sometimes uh, death can be a uh, yes. <laughs> Was the policeman that was that was death? He says sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, death can get come as a friend. Sometimes with just a handshake or a heartbeat. And he reaches out his hand, and the little old lady takes it, and he says, "See, it's just like a whisper." And you, the camera pans over, and she, uh, you see her laying on the bed. And he's like, Aww. "Now uh, come with me. Uh, we'll we'll see what uh, what's." out there and that's uh, the way the uh, episode ended that is to me uh i mean i could tell you stories upon stories of different types of uh stories i've heard about the grim reaper in folklore and fantasy uh, another one of my favorites is it's a real short one I believe it's it, it's a fairy tale. I'm not sure whether it's Grimm or it's Hans Christian Andersen, where uh, basically uh, these two men uh, have died, and uh, yes, gameful, uh, it is a wonderful way to show that this isn't a scary, painful, painful ending. Definitely. But the story I remember is uh, one of them is that uh, the Grim Reaper uh, was taking two souls to heaven. One of the uh, one of the souls was a very uh, rich man, and uh, of course the uh, the Grim Reaper's laughing, enjoying it, slapping him on the back as he walks up to the uh, gates of uh, heaven, while the uh, the poor man uh, is uh, being on the other side of death, with uh, just being very silent with with him. And so finally, as they reach the uh, the gates of heaven, uh, the uh, poor man asks. Uh, the Grim Reaper, uh, why are you so happy and jovial with this uh, rich man? Surely he, uh, you know, he did. Uh, what what does he deserve? And the uh, Grim Reaper looks at him and says, "Every day I lead more and more of the poor to the gates of heaven. It is a rare thing to see a rich man uh, reaching the gates." Hmm. Interesting. So, Again, that's another story. The fact of uh, how we've uh, perceived death as being neutral. Mm -hmm. And going back to the on a pale horse, the reason I love that book so much is because you know this guy he becomes death, and he's very reluctant about it you know he doesn't want to go and he doesn't want to take people's souls he doesn't want to weigh the souls and send them to their afterlife he's like you know he feels very guilty for taking these souls um but as the book goes on he um realizes that this is a necessary part of life you know you right. have to die you have to move on and like like shelly pointed out here it is just a niche it's a transition into the next chapter. And I think the reason that a lot of people fear it so much is because there's so much unknown about what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'd all love to, you know, believe that our souls carry on and that, you know, either we go into reincarnation or, you know, our spirits go up to heaven or whatever your belief may be. But there's still so many people who don't know if that's really true. And so that, there's that fear of the unknown, like what is waiting for us. Um, so what are your thoughts and, and 
how can we reassure people that it is nothing to be afraid of to move on? Uh, let me go ahead and give you a a wonderful uh, poem that I think it feels more appropriate. Okay. It's by a wonderful uh, poetess. I call her a poetess because she's a very, uh, she's just a, a wonderful uh, way of looking at that. And before uh, I'm going to read the poem before I tell you who the name of the poetess is, okay? All right. Because I could not stop her death. He kindly stopped for me. The carriage held but just ourselves and immortality. We slowly drove. He knew no haste and had good way. My labor and my leisure too for his civility. We passed the school where children strove at recess in the ring. We passed the fields of grazing grain. We passed the setting sun. Or rather, he passed us. The dew drew, quivering and chill. Only gossamer, my gown, my tulip, my tulip. We paused before the house that seemed a swelling ground. The roof was scarcely visible, the cornage in the ground. Since then, tis centuries, and yet feels shorter than the day. I first surmised the horse's head, who were there towards eternity. That poetess was named Emily Dickinson. Hmm. That's kind of to me like the perfect example of what uh, of what death would be. Interesting. That's a very very lovely poem. I really like that. Thank you for sharing. And I'll go ahead and link that in our group so that if people want to check it out and read it for themselves. Shelley says, I've watched many videos of people that experience past life memories, and many are children. I've had memories myself and later found out that my aunt had the same memories as the older sister. Yes, I, I think I remember you had shared this when we talked uh, a little bit about that. Um, I do want to do an episode on past lives in the future um, where we go more into that. Um, I... I don't know. I kind of have a little bit of a fear of being reincarnated because I don't want to lose my memories of this life, if that makes sense. Um. <laughs> I also, uh, well, also, I would love to uh, agree upon our wonderful, uh, your husband, my favorite uh, brother-in-law. I'm sorry to say uh, anyone hears this, but uh, the whole, uh, if I was reincarnated, I'd probably be the guy who didn't believe in reincarnation. Yeah, that was his joke pre-stroke. Um, but uh, I think, but I definitely want to go into an episode on reincarnation because I know that there's so many different, because I know that there's some people that believe that the entire soul is not reincarnated. It's just bits and pieces um, as well as the whole theory that time is irrelevant and what's happening now happened like something about time kind of like revolves around itself or envelopes itself or somehow. So just because you're reincarnated doesn't mean your soul's not existing in another place at the same time. Or I, right. I don't really understand it all, but it was something that, that um, I heard from uh, a psychic that was told to them. And I thought that that was, you know, very fascinating. Well, um, so I definitely want to, you know. There is an old Appalachian gospel song and I consider it a, a gospel song called the, uh, the Unbroken Circle. And of course you hear it uh, sometimes in country western songs going, will the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by, will the surgeon be as waiting 
and the sky, Lord, in the sky. Yes, I, I remember that from a country song called Sweet Country Music. And there's also a version of it of Daddy Sang Bass. Uh, but yeah, it is an old Appalachian uh, gospel song from, from the mountains. Interesting. That is very interesting. I actually um, watched a YouTube video last week about Appalachian witches that I found very fascinating. Um, so I'm going to link that as well. But yes. But yeah, I've just. Uh, that to me, uh, if you're talking reincarnation, that is something, you know, that circle. Uh, yes. Uh, will it ever be unbroken? Are we ever going to stop being reincarnated? Yes. Well, I mean, if you think about it, just is there really a finite amount of souls that we just keep recycling or is there an infinite about a souls where each person has their own personality, you know, their own soul. Um, then you have uh, like the soulmates, the twin souls. I mean, this is something I would definitely love to get into in a future episode. Mm -hmm. um, and I would love to talk with, if anybody knows anybody who does past life regressions, um, I would love to, to interview someone on the show sometime who does past yeah. life regressions because there's so many unanswered questions and so many, you know, things that we just don't know about the afterlife. Um, I have heard stories of near-death experiences where they've seen, you know, what they consider heaven. Um, I've heard of re, you know, people who've chosen to come back from heaven and reincarnate. Um, so there's just so many amazing things that I would love to go into. Um, I don't know if it would be two separate episodes. If we would do one about... Well, um, I would, uh, if I encourage people, one of our early episodes, we actually talked about a certain person's near-death experience. Uh, I would, maybe one of these days we'll, we'll re, uh, retell it again. Yes, I was wondering, did we ever tell that story? I believe we did, but. Oh, yes. But I'm wondering, should we do it as like two separate episodes where we talk about one is near-death experiences and another one reincarnation um or should well, we blend them together into one episode i mean what are your thoughts as our listeners what do y'all think we should do personally i think we split it up into two because i also want to talk about you know the science version of where near-death experiences says oh yeah you just uh, get yes. uh you know it's just something uh, chemically happening to your brain as opposed to what other people have said. Yes. What's this Hi. chat about? Um, we were talking about death and the Grim Reaper. Mm -hmm. um, and now we're just discussing uh, a little bit more about, you know, thoughts on death and the afterlife. And so. Yes. Um, but... Yes, yes. Um, for we, both believe, uh, we both believe, and there is an afterlife. We also believe there's also a forward life, too. Now, that's an interesting topic in, in itself. Yes. Um, so, yes, we are, um, and that's, you know, pretty much what we're discussing is the different thoughts and beliefs in an afterlife. I, you know, we both believe that there is one. Um, and i mean this has been you know a fascinating discussion tonight um again i want to thank autumn for coming on and helping us with the research on this one and anything else you'd like to add on this topic uh well again i i firmly believe that everything should have more cowbells I have a favor for the flavor of a, more cowbells in every uh, every song, you know. Yes, and if you do happen to have someone come to escort you to the afterlife, you know we should not fear that reaper. I mean, he's just there to make the transition as pleasant and as um, beautiful as he can. Um, 
you know, he just wants to help us through that transition. So don't fear the reaper. Right. And if you don't believe anything happens after death, that is more power to you. We're just, like I said, it's our own yes. personal view and discussion. Yes, that's true. Um, One life, are you going to make it, uh, the most of it? That is a, a wonderful way of thinking about it. Yes. Um, we have, while we're here, even if, you know, we are reincarnated, we may not have these memories. So like you said, make the most of what you have now. Um, <laughs> oh, Shelly. Yes, Shelly says self. she does. So basically you're kind of like, do not go gentle within with this good night. That makes sense. The belief uh, in purpose of life, uh, I believe, is the uh, what Douglas Adams firmly stated, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything is 42. Hold on, I've lost my sound again. And if you know exactly uh, the early days of pre-programming, Sorry, I lost my sound. It's <laughs> actually the supposition code for whatever you want. So that is my belief of the purpose of life is the belief in doing whatever you want. Yes. I do believe in repercussions, good, bad, or indifferent. So. Yes, I do believe that do whatever you want. But that doesn't mean that there's not consequences for your actions. Yeah. Um, so I just believe, you know, be the best person that you can in this life. Treat people with kindness and respect and love. Um, just, you know, live that golden rule. Love. Uh, it's, not, those. it's not whoever's got the most gold make the role it is doing to others as you wish others would be doing to you. Yes. Um, this is very true. There is no purpose besides living a good life to me. That is a good life. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, like to, to hold on to that belief that there is something more waiting for me on the other side, being able to be reunited with those that I love that I've lost. Um, you know, but to each his own on their beliefs. Yes, karma, harm none as you do, you will. Um, totally. Because the nights come up the nights, the days become the days. Try to run, try to hide, break on through to the other side, break on through to the other side. <laughs> okay, Jim. I did that by Morrison, sorry. That, that's okay. It's not the first time one of them is broken through. Yes. So, but. So, anything else you want to add to this? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a special episode uh, just kind of giving a slight prediction to the, uh, uh, for the new year, as well as we may, uh, uh, have some... Uh, uh, be, us being interviewed on something. We haven't worked out the, all the details yet, but we should know something about the middle of uh, January where you can catch us on somebody else's podcast, Podlings. Yes. We have, um, someone has reached out to us. We don't have all the details yet, so we don't want to go too far into it, but we should hopefully be on another podcast sometime this month, as well as, as Richard mentioned um have a special guest on to do predictions for the new year for us and so if you have any questions on what you would like us to you know find out for predictions for this year definitely you know ask them in our facebook group or here in the chat i mean if you uh really want to uh ask the ultimate question of exactly hey does Ronald Reagan know that Barry Manilow stole his, uh, stole his uh, outfits? Or 
did Jodie Foster actually understand why uh, Jimmy Hoffa is buried underneath the uh, the uh, stadium there in New Jersey? Or even if you think that uh, Elvis Presley is alive and well and living uh, in sync with Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison, these are questions that we could possibly ask the psychic. If you want a real, uh, truly good answer, go ahead. Send us at info at skepticpsychic.com for questions that we could possibly uh, discuss with our, uh, our guests. Yes, and if you're new to us, um, if you're watching us on Twitch or YouTube, we ask that you like and subscribe to our channel so you know when we go live. Um, on YouTube, make sure you hit the notifications. <laughs> I predict that camera will. You know, actually, Shelly, I got my mailbox fixed yesterday, and then they ran over it again last night, destroying it again. So, yes, um, the city insists that, okay, I live on a corner, you know, street, you know, at the corner, and they come around the curve very fast. The post office insists that the mailbox be on the side of the curve. I warned them. People come around my block very fast. My mailbox is going to get hit. The post office told me, I apologize. That is what they want. This is what the, mail, the post person told me. Okay, I put my mailbox there. Twice it has been ran over. Once within 24 hours of putting it back up. Yeah, I am um, at the point of I don't know what to do. Should I just forget the whole thing? Pay for a P.O. box? Or what should I do? Because people do not have any respect for the fact that I have a mailbox in my yard, it seems. Sorry for that rant. <laughs> But yes, um, if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the notifications. We are usually here on Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. But since yesterday was a holiday, um, or since Sunday was a holiday, we did it today. Also, we've both been, as you know, getting over being sick. So thank you, Shella, Shelly, for saying you hope we keep getting better. And yes. like I said, I lost my voice for two weeks. I do apologize. I just got it back uh, a day ago fully. So Yes. And as you can tell, mine is still kind of hoarse. So I've got a little pony in my throat. Sorry. But if you have anything that you'd like us to discuss, you can always email us at info at skeptic psychic. Um, we are, you know, this is in a year and we are looking to make the show even better. Um, so we do have some ideas. We'd love to hear your ideas. If you'd Try like to. it. You'll like it. Trust <laughs> me. What I like. If you would like to be a guest on our show or share your um, experiences, you can definitely email us or you can also join us in our Facebook group, Skeptic Psychic. Um, if you want us to, you know, if you have a story you want to share, um, if you have an experience that you think others would benefit from, uh, if you have ideas on how we can make the show even more exciting and better or segments you'd like to see, uh, definitely let us know. Um, if you don't have time to watch the whole video, but you want to catch up, you can always listen to our podcast at Apple Podcast. Spotify, Podbeam, um, anywhere podcasts are found. If we list, if you listen to us on a podcast, we do ask that you rate us. And what ratings do we like? We would love, 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 but it's it's just a slight request, just a slight. But we would love for you to give us five stars. It's one, two, three, four five stars we would really love that but if you tell us we suck that's understandable tell us why we suck i just want to know exactly how we can get better for you to enjoy us a lot better what more 
Yes, um, definitely. Please leave a review. We will review, read reviews on air, so it is a good way to get a shout out. Um, we are looking to possibly get a Patreon in the coming year uh, to help, you know, with support of the show. If there's anything you'd like included in a Patreon, I know we have some ideas of some things that we've discussed. But if there's something that you would, you know, feel like you would benefit um, through that, again, let us know. And anything else you would like to add? Uh, we love you. Thank you for uh, coming in, uh, it being in with the conversation today. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, we should be back this Sunday at the regular time, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. 7.30 Mountain and 6.30 Pacific. Not specific, but Pacific. Pacific. Sorry. <laughs> and this next week, we will be talking about, do you remember what we will be talking about this next coming Sunday? Mm, please tell us. I thought you would remember. <laughs> Sorry, we're both getting over the flu, people. Right. So, um, I am not sure, but I will find out and I will post in our group what our next episode is. Right. So, but again, we thank everybody for joining us and we hope you enjoyed our little uh, talk on the Grim Reaper and death in the afterlife. And, um, Thank you for putting up with our rants and our tangents. And take care, everybody. Good night. And, and unpleasant nightmares. Sweet dreams, everyone. Good night. Good night.